Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Here's a text from the 504. Yeah, this could be a generational change in the Pelicans organization if they get it right. Yeah, they've got to get it right. And there's, you know, there's no assurity that whoever they draft at number one, we're assuming it's Zion. Hopefully it's Zion. There's, you know, nothing's a sure thing, even Zion, but... You got to think this organization is, is putting the pieces in place to be competitive for a very long time. And I thought they were doing that before this miraculous thing that happened last night with them winning the NBA draft lottery. Let's bring on in Jake Madison now of the Lost on Pelicans podcast. Jake is at Nola Jake on Twitter, and you can hear that podcast every day. Emergency podcast last night. Great podcast by Jake. And uh, Jake, I was watching the draft lottery through you. I was in my office and I had on your Twitch stream last night, and you seemed as stunned as everybody else, man. Yeah, it was kind of fun to do last minute to get the in-the-moment reaction for everything, but it was pretty great to have that up there. It's funny because, what, what is it now, seven years ago, the last time I live-streamed my reaction to a draft lottery like that was when they got the number one overall pick to draft Anthony Davis. So maybe I'm good luck with everything, and we need to live-stream the lotteries for the future. But, you know, they had a 6% chance to jump up to number one. They only had about a 25% chance, a little bit more than that, to jump into the top four. So I don't think this can really be anything but a surprise. But it's a great surprise. As you said, this is kind of a generational shift now for this Pelicans team. If you nail this and you kind of build properly going forward, you can have a long-term consistent contender here in New Orleans. Can you quantify for for our audience what the difference would be between the seventh pick, which is where they were projected to land, and the number one pick? I mean, can you quantify just how massively different this is? Yeah, you know, to put it in maybe some some other perspective is, you know, the difference between Zion and John Morant, who's expected to go number two overall, is is pretty big. And then the difference between say John Morant and what'll be the fourth pick is pretty big. And it's basically you needed to be in the top three in this draft. Otherwise you were looking at a role player, the top three guys, John Morant, Zion Williamson, and RJ Barrett. Those are guys who have all-star potential or better, but the rest of the draft doesn't. There's some nice players there. Don't get me wrong, but no one that really kind of stands out when you start scouting them. So jumping into the top four, the top three, and getting the number one overall pick rather than staying at seven where the Pelicans were slotted is definitely just a, an unbelievably huge moment for this franchise and their rebuild. Have you ever been as simultaneously stunned as excited as uh, I was last night? I don't know if I've ever experienced those two emotions at the same time in that magnitude, at least in sports in my life. I, I didn't really know how to react, man. Yeah, the only other time I could compare it to is when the Pelicans jumped up from four to number one for the draft uh, right to Anthony Davis, where that happened too. And I was just happy they got into the top three. I was happy they didn't drop. And then, as you know, they kind of do that slow reveal of the teams that are picking, and it goes four, three, and then two. You know, you, you turn from just being happy because you got kind of in a better spot to being ecstatic. 
And I think it's partially added by the fact that it's Zion Williamson, maybe the most hyped uh, product coming into the NBA draftee since uh, LeBron James. And I think that kind of says something that this is the guy you want in this draft. It's not a deep draft. It's not a draft filled with a number of guys that are all going to be great players. It's Zion Williamson or bust. And luckily the Pelicans didn't bust. Well, they didn't bust. They didn't even have to make a trade with you know New York or somebody else to get the rights to that number one overall pick. The backlash from some corners of the media, national media, and certainly in New York, was inevitable, no matter who got that pick, if it wasn't them. Were you surprised by, again, the magnitude of the outrage across the country today, Jake? No, I mean, it's just the way I look at that is, you know, national media kind of hits on things at a very high level. They're not going to look, you know, have the nuance that I think people here in New Orleans are looking for with that. The good news is we have a a number of great local people who can kind of provide that. If I may, the Locked on Television (laughs) podcast is one of them. Shameless plug, Um, shameless plug. Yeah, of course, right? So, no, because this is kind of what happens. You know, and, and part of it is that, the Pelicans are kind of turning a page and entering a new a new time in their franchise, but that's only occurred for about a month or two. David Griffin hasn't been in here for an extended period of time, and while he's done a lot, number of good things, particularly bringing in Aaron Nelson the, to be their new athletic trainer and head of player recovery, it's only been two months, and they've got eight years worth of kind of this bad aura surrounding them during the Dell Demps tenure. And that just doesn't evaporate overnight, unfortunately. And it shows that the the long road the Pelicans have here to kind of change the national narrative around this franchise. We see it here because we're in the midst of it every single day, but I get that it's not kind of permeating throughout the rest of the country, the national media. But Zion Williamson is a good step towards that. The hires and the moves that David Griffin has made is a good step towards that. And if you can continue to have those little victories every single day that David Griffin talks about, eventually this narrative will change. And I think that's kind of the big thing. They talk, you know, national media speaks highly about certain small markets. Look at Milwaukee right now. And that's because they're winning. That's because they're well run. The Pelicans are on that path. They just don't have the track record to show it entirely just yet. It's Jake Madison of the Locked On Pelicans podcast inside the last lap with us. And Jake, I'm asking everybody on my show tonight two questions. One, what are the chances Zion either requests a trade or goes back to Duke? And then what are the odds that Anthony Davis decides to stay? Uh, the let's start with Anthony Davis in, in terms of deciding to stay. I'll, I'll put it at 1%. You know, I, I don't think there's really much of a chance that he's going to be playing here alongside Zion Williamson next year. You know, we've heard the reports and the rumors saying that even with David Griffin being hired, even with Aaron Nelson being hired, even with getting the number one overall pick and the rights to Zion Williamson, he hasn't budged. I'm giving it 1% because he's at least taking a meeting with David Griffin and they're going to get together and sit down and there's going to be a big presentation. I think for a guy who seems so resolute and wanting to leave here, the fact that he's using his time that way shows there's maybe a 1% chance of having it. In terms of Zion Williamson not coming to New Orleans or not playing for New Orleans next year, I think this is entirely overblown. I'll give that a maybe 5% chance of happening. You know, it's funny that people are saying he should go back to Duke to avoid playing for the Pelicans. Those are a lot of the same people who, after he suffered that knee injury earlier in the year, were saying he should shut it down, he should leave Duke immediately (laughs) and not have to play for him anymore because he needs to go pro right away and get his money. I didn't even think about that. That's incredible, yeah. Now they're telling him to forego $10 million, which is what his rookie salary would be. But you've got to think long-term if you're him. And by long-term, I mean 10-plus years down the line. The sooner you get into the NBA, the sooner you start making money, but the sooner you get to your next contract. And then your contract after that, 
The rookie ones are going to pay you well, but they're not going to pay you the big money, the $250 million contracts that you have a chance to go and get. Those come much later in your career. You want to get to those as early as possible, as soon as possible, if you want that kind of major, major money. And if you sit out for a year and go back to Duke, you're just delaying that from happening. The other thing is, if he does go into the draft and the Pelicans do draft him, they own his rights for three years if he doesn't sign or he doesn't come over to play. It's not like he can just go do something for a year then go right back into the NBA draft like you can in the NFL. The Pelicans have his rights for three years once he's drafted by them. He either plays for them or he doesn't play for them or they trade the rights. And if they don't trade the rights, yeah, you can go play overseas, but it's not the NBA. It's not necessarily the same kind of money that you get, and you're just kind of hurting yourself. So I think very much so that he's going to be here in a Pelicans uniform next season. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, we had a few people bring up the point today that the age difference between uh, Zion Williamson, if he comes here, and uh, Drew Holiday, who we all love, and David Griffin said is a foundational piece, is is 10 years. And our buddy Fletcher Mackle, I'm not sure that I necessarily agree with him, but I think it's a good point that he brings up that, hey, maybe David Griffin seeing that now decides to move Drew Holiday, who has a lot of value on the market. So, do you think that's a likely possibility if the Pelicans do draft Zion that Drew Holiday's on his way out? Sure, there's a chance of it if if a team comes in and maybe offers you you know a, a young superstar type player that someone could blossom into, or maybe four first round picks for Drew Holiday. But right now, I think what Drew Holiday brings to the team is so important, and it goes beyond his on court capabilities. This guy has become the leader of the team. He's out there in Los Angeles right now. Uh, working out with Frank Jackson and mentoring the young guard on this Pelicans team. There's a lot of value in that. And yes, they might have a 10-year age difference, but keeping him around just to provide that, that leadership, that mentorship, and show so many of these guys how to be professional NBA players and what it takes, I mean, instilling a good work ethic in them. When you get a young guy like Zion Williamson, that's invaluable. And I don't think you move a guy like that unless it's for the world and in a, just an offer you can't say no to. I don't think they're going to get that for Drew Holiday. I think the only way Holiday ends up leaving New Orleans right now is if he requests out. And the Pelicans want to do right by a guy who's given a lot to this franchise, who's been a model citizen, and just do the nice thing for him and get him to a place where he'd like to be. It doesn't sound like he's going to be requesting out anytime soon, so I expect to see him here next year. Yeah, but definitely not now. The Pelicans have usurped that number one overall pick. How many hands do you need, buddy, to count all the interviews you've done today? It's It's been a, a long 24 hours, but look, I love <laughs> basketball. This is fun. I love hearing the passion from people about this team. There's an excitement here that we haven't seen in a long time. You kind of hear it in the ticket numbers that this team has sold. So it's wonderful that we're talking hoops this late in the year, which doesn't always happen here in New Orleans. Indeed. Uh, well, uh, my friends, we will do it again very soon. Thanks for carving out some time tonight. Exciting times, buddy. Of course. Thanks for having me on, Seth. Jake Madison of the Locked on Pelicans podcast. Find his podcast that dropped today, LockedOnPelicans.com, and you can find it in the Apple Podcast Store. Seth Dunlap, The Last Lap, continuing with your phone calls at 504-260-1870. Next. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.